When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I am welcoming back for the third time. I'm forcing him to be my friend. So my friend, Coach John Arnett, who is the all-line coach, run game coordinator at Pampa High School in Texas. Coach, welcome back. Thank you for being here. Glad to be back. I, anytime I can and share and, and talk, I'm happy to. Yeah, third time. You're getting up there with, with – That's it. I think they call that a hat trick. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, that's a hat trick I, in I, hockey, right? Right, right, right. I think Turkey and bowling or something. I don't know. They got, it's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I just got to know it's basketball. So I don't know. That's a triple. We'll just call that the triple or whatever it is. I uh, never made it past seventh grade C team basketball coach. So I can't, you know, I just learned press them off the bus. That's all I know about basketball. <laughs> hey, I try to incorporate football and basketball together. Sometimes I sometimes hey, try. There's to, a lot of truth to that. Now I think in all sports, that's a good point. Uh, you know, when you talk to a lot of those guys, you read about Billichek and stuff, they compare it to chess about controlling the center. Yep. And I think that's uh, football, basketball, soccer. You, you notice that that it's all about getting it kind of out to the perimeter from the center because you've got your most outlets and stuff. And I think that's an important thing that uh, you can take away from that. Uh, that's a good point. Really, really, really is. Well, and fundamentals too, because like basketball every day, we're doing something fundamentals every single day. And I'm like, I got to bring that to football and like, em- embrace the boredom. I'm like, that's, that's what we're going to do. That ball travels a lot faster than anyone can run. Right. Uh, before we dive into what Coach wants, I just wanted to ask, if I had to ask before we recorded, how'd your season go? Because, you know, when we get into football, we all go dark a little bit. We all just kind of do our own thing. And, you know, how'd your season go? I think it was your first time being there, I think. So how'd it go for you guys this, this fall? It was. Uh, I, you know, I've been down in the Houston area, and I moved up to the Texas Panhandle, which is about – 700 miles away 
a big difference. Like, you know, I used to think cold was 28 while I moved up here and it was 12 this morning and I saw one degree one time. I didn't even know that was a thing. So um, I used to think I liked cold and until I got up here and, and, you know, the wind don't blow sometimes up here just sucks. They say, cause there ain't no trees, you know, and, and what can you do? But I love it up here. It's allowed me to get closer to my father. My, my dad lives about two hours away from here. And uh, before I moved up here, I saw him once a year for about a decade. And uh, my daughter, who's 12, he wanted to spoil her. And I'd be a terrible dad if I didn't let my, my dad spoil his granddaughter. So I was glad we came up here. Football season went great. I really love the head coach I work for, Cody Robinson. Uh, he's a great, great guy. I, I'm on a great staff. We've been real lucky that we kind of got pieced together and still uh, had such an outstanding staff. Um, offensively, we rolled really, really well all the way to district um, and ended up with injuries. And then we're at a 4A level, and, and those of you that, that coach in schools that, that are 4A, which in, in Texas is about 1,500 and down, you get past those first string guys, it, it, it kind of – it can get a little hairy, but we, we Canyon, which is in the district, we lost 75 to 60. So we scored 60 wow. points in that game and had over 700 yards of offense, but lost quarterback center starting X and, and just couldn't get back in a rhythm once that. And then the playoffs, we lost to the uh, state finalist, Wichita Her Hershey. So we drew them first and, and gave them a good go. Um, uh, the guy that's the OC, uh, Caden Coots is a great young man. I, I really enjoy working with him. Um, I'm the run game coordinator, so I kind of am the old hand that comes in and lets them know some of the things that we do running-wise. Um, but it really, I love the school. I love the community. It feels good to be in a, a true community. The towns are a little bit more isolated up here. Houston, there's, you know, when I was at Summer Creek, it was a great school also, but it only been around for nine years, so there wasn't a chance for tradition, whereas now Pampa's been around for, you know, 100 uh, you know, Randy Matson, who was the first person to throw over 70 feet and shot puts from here. Also, Zach Thomas, who is, is a good linebacker from the school. Uh, there's a lot of support, um, great community. I've really enjoyed my time here. And, and you know, as for right now, I just I, I, I'd stay here forever, you know, and, until I find a head job. Uh, you know, I got that bug. I got to see if I want all those phone calls and, and all those headaches, you know, and we'll find out. <laughs> But uh, right now, you know, I really love it. I, I think it's it's been a good move for my whole family. Well, that's good. When it, when, it, when your whole family, it, it works for them, it, there's nothing better than that, you know. Great line. And you'll Coaches, wives, and, and daughters, and, and sons are, God, oh, man, they're, what what great people to get drug around the state and country and just be widows for half the year and, and fatherless pretty much for half the year and just take it in stride. And my wife, Christy, and my daughter, Chloe, I love them so much for – for how, you know, they've just always been so supportive on, on moving across the state. It, it's been great to have such such loving family. Now, what do they think about the two degrees? Uh, they, you know, try to stay inside as much as possible. <laughs> the wind the wind burns. The wind is the key, I figured out. You know, yep. the wind will just sit there and cut you. Yep. Uh, and it can be 28 degrees without wind, and you can be fine, which is weird. Yep. You know, I mean, on the coast, it's – and it's sunny when it's cold up here, and that's weird. Because, like, in Houston, if it's going to be cold, it's going to be overcast. Mm -hmm. and, just, and then today it's, like, bright, beautiful, sunny, but just bitter, you know? Yeah. So. Well, two, year, two or three years ago, it was negative 50 up here. It was the coldest ever with the wind. They canceled everything. So ever yeah, since I, then. I would. Ever since then, when it's, like, five degrees, I'm like, it's okay. I mean, I don't even understand what negative degrees mean. I mean, think about it. Like, what does that even mean? Like, at that point, start going by Kelvin or something. I don't, yeah. I don't know. 
Like you can't have negative. Is it just it just drains you? Think about it. I mean, that's what true cold does is drain your energy yeah. like that when you get in that negative. Yeah, when we so had our spring, when we had spring football last year or this year or last year, I guess. Yeah, there was times it was ten degrees walking out there in March, February, and it's in Houston not so much. But I've had those ninety nine, one hundred with a heat index of one sixteen. Nope. And I, I assure you that is when when you can sit there and wring your shorts like you ju- jumped out of a pool because <laughs> it's ten in the morning. It's one hundred fifteen degree heat index. That ain't no fun either. So I guess. You know, you're, you're danged if you do, danged if you don't, one way or the other. But um, yeah, I'm a big guy. I'm a big guy. I don't like the when it's 95. It. Even I'm like, nope. If it gets hot, there's only so many clothes I can take off before the police department's getting called for sure. Oh yeah, I just go sit in the car and coach from the that's from, it from the air conditioning. Right. Um, well, coach wants to come on today and educate me on some zone play, and I love inside zone. I love wide zone. I have to make a presentation of wide zone to convince everybody in my staff to run it. I have to get the only them, one. I have to get them to buy in. I have to get them to do that. So coach, take it away on, you know, where your philosophy on inside zone, when to adapt, when to tweak it, because I'm all for it. I'm I'm all for it. You know, so just starting overall on zone play, not not particularly uh, inside, wide, tight, outside. You know, they're really, you get into it, you got about four or five different variations of it. One of the reasons I like it is because it's about, you know, maintaining gap soundness. You know, when you really look at it, and, I, and I'm going to talk in a very broad term at the beginning here, because I want us to make sure we understand, you know, your play side tackle is responsible for that play side C gap. Play side guard, play side B. Center, play side A, backside guard, backside uh, A, backside tackle, backside B. I got five guys, five gaps. Now, with that six gap, I can either uh, take an H, run split zone, or H or F, interchange the letter, or I can read him with a quarterback, right? Now, let's say defense starts putting more people in there. You can get up to eight gaps, really, if you look mm-hmm. at it, because you could add D gaps. Well, I can do the same thing. So I can add a play side Y play side tight end and take care of that play side D gap. I can take uh, either my number two receiver on the backside, my quarterback, or uh, the H is a cruiser and takes uh, take care of backside D gap. I can also take care of backside B with a quarterback second level read with some of the RPO stuff. I think that's one of the beautiful things with it. And I love power. I love counter. But when you remove a guy, you know, and, and, and that's a different talk, but like if I've Running up and I'm pulling someone, I'm really trying to gain numbers past the center. Right. I've left a gap open, whether I like it or not, and they can catch you at times. Whereas if I can coach uh, my offensive line to understand gap integrity and to stay in their zone, I know for at least I, I just got beat because a better player, as long as I'm coaching it correctly. I know by scouting that I can add bodies and account for D gap and D gap either with personnel or reads on any of first or second level. I'm not a big third level uh, read guy, RPO guy at the high school level. I think that's a little harder than people try to make out. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very, very easy to run like a backside kind of either hitch or either like a little a window slant type deal by reading your backside guys and securing that backside B gap. So I think you can do a lot of things like that as long as you understand eyes. Um, uh, but, but, but overall goal of all zone play, okay, and this is one of my general philosophies. I think the most important thing is, whether it's inside zone or any of it, I'm trying to displace, I'm trying to move the first level so 
violently and so drastically, uh, drastically that it disrupts the flow and fit of the second level. So on inside zone, I'm going to get into that a little bit more. I'm disrupting and I'm driving this way. Wide zone, I'm going that way. Outside zone, I'm going that way. But I want to move that first level so it gets one of those second level guys out of his fit. I think that's the biggest thing, that if you teach those guys, hey, we got to move bodies. we got to take that first level and put them right into that second level so it disrupts that flow. I think that is overall what I teach my guys first. Hey, we got to move bodies. You know, a lot of people, especially when inside zone kind of really jumped on the page. And I was an early coach in the early 2000s. And it was right before that. But people were like, oh, it's a finesse play and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, it is a downhill. The way I run it is almost more of a tight zone. I want vertical combos on inside zone. And I want to move bodies, you know. Um, I'm trying to think about where I'm going next. I got a lot of notes on all this stuff, and I want to make sure it's pretty coherent and everything. Before I get into specifics, I think when and where to run things, if you can out-physically match most opponents, inside zone is going to be good because you're going to be able to get that movement. Now, here you're talking about making presentations to sell wide zone. Wide zone is about using physics, okay? If I take two forces and I go across from each other, I'm going to end up, if they're equally matched, with a net force of zero, okay? That, that is basic Newton's third law stuff, and I'm nerdy like that, and I love it. But as soon as I change one angle, I can gain a positive force, okay? So, like, if, you, if I was here in a room with you right now, I would have you push against me, okay? Then I would tell you to take me at an angle at a 45 degree and push just as hard and see what happens. Because when I'm pushing this way and you're pushing that way, you can displace me. So... Inside zone is when I can just out, just boom. And, and I really like it for that reason, but you got to have those road graders up front. You got to physically be more dominant than their first level. Uh, I mean, as a whole, because inside zone is one, one of those things you want to major in. Right. Wide zone gives you the advantage of both. Wide zone is what I've gotten more to this past season. We didn't run inside zone. We ran only wide zone um, because of that. But I, I really think we're going to start running some inside zone next year because I do have four guys returning that got a little mask, got a little strength, got a little thing in their neck where they can get down there and go. Mm -hmm. Outside zone is more about perimeter speed. I've got somebody that can go hash number sidelines and get on that, turn that curve and run. I got a great tackler tied in that can set an edge. I think that's why a lot of people have gotten away from outside zone. You really got to have a really great edge setter, first level guy that is going to not let it get strung out. And you better have a go daddy that can turn that and scoop. Um, I think also on the outside zone, you can help yourself out with some quarterback run because you can game numbers, like especially backside of like three by one and a three, four defense. Those are the really the three main ones. And I think when you get into in-betweens and if you watch um, like North Dakota State, I think they're running kind of a B-gap zone personally. Mm -hmm. And I had to argue with, with my, my OC the other day about this. He's like, oh, no, that's wide zone. I was like, no, nah, it's really not. It's not inside zone. It's not wide zone. And what that goes back to is just like I was talking about, I'm either going here or here. My back has to match my angle of departure. And you start looking at when you're looking at self-scout, where's that back coming out? Where's he trying to enter? Where's it going? Because in the end, when you watch NFL and college, those guys are run good. Watch where he enters the line of scrimmage most time. It's still a gap. Now that a gap might be on the hash. It may be, you know, but when because it, I've got a plow out in front. Mm -hmm. You know, hell, if it snows, I don't want to get on the outside of the plow. I want to stay behind it. 
So that angle really needs to match up. And, and, and when you're looking at um, what you're telling your back size and what his cues are, you need to be, especially in spring ball, be willing to, to adjust and not be scared if you're not getting what you want. You know, it's hard to do that in season uh, unless you really got a lot of understanding of it. Uh, but you got to look at all that stuff. You know, um, that's the biggest thing with zone that a lot of people mess up is if I've got linemen going this way and a back going that way, it, it ain't going to match. It ain't going to savvy. And that's all run game. Angle of departure is huge. Um, where am I at? So that's kind of where you want to run inside zone, outside zone, wide zone. And now I'm just going to talk about basics. So I group all zone play together. I compartmentalize a lot when I'm teaching linemen. Uh, and it's zone play, it's zone play, it's zone play. Okay, I am going to work those gaps that I went over earlier right there. How I get to those gaps is going to be a little different. Okay, so I deal with landmarks and tempo, which is not, I'm, I'm by no means did I invent this. A lot of the tempo stuff I got from Chris Smith, who's the OC up there at South Lake Carroll now. And uh, he got it from Jim Turner when he was at AM there. And I really like a lot of the tempo stuff, which is was second level. I'll get to that in a second. When I talk about landmarks, I'm talking about where I want to aim and to take my hip, my hands through a first level defender. Landmarks are first level defender fills. So if I'm running inside zone and I'm covered, cover being either I got a, a you know play side, head up or backside shade. Okay, I am trying to take my backside knee, backside hand through that play side number. Boom. If I'm uncovered, I want to suck up that air and get to that backside number. Because, again, where am I trying to get? This way. So I've got to really make sure that I've combined my net force and then get that way when I'm running inside zone. Those are my landmarks. Um, some people be a little different. And then, and then when you get into it, is he a place side shade? It gets a little different in wind blocks. I'm not going to get too detailed. Uh, but if anybody wants to know, just message me. On the wide zone, we're taking that backside hand through that bat, that sternum. We're trying to sit there and reach, and if we can't reach, we wash, both covered and uncovered. Both covered and uncovered are making their read on their third step. I do a lot of things on third step for linemen uh, because I think it makes sense. Covered, if I've reached my third step, I drive. If I can't reach, I wash. You know, because, you know, hey, you're going against Javon Curse over there. You're not going to reach him. You know, that's the problem with outside zone is you are forcing it. You have to try to get it done. Now I can take that guy that's a that's a disciplined C gap defender that's keeping his butt in there, and I can just widen. You know, uncovered guy on the third step. If I haven't reached, I climb, climb up right there. Okay. Now I think it's an important thing to notice, and then this may be unpopular with some people, but like I said earlier, that play side tackle, his responsibility is play side C gap. You cannot block overhang with your lineman. You got to do it with an H. You got to do it with, with your receivers on inside or wide zone. Because if I take inside zone and now I'm going to a linebacker that's plus, I've now changed to wide zone, but I haven't told my back. So again, that goes to one of those deals on when do I run inside versus mm -hmm. Y? Well, is my tempo, is that linebacker got plus leverage on me so far now that now I've compromised the integrity of my zone play? You know, because when on, on inside zone, and when I'm saying tempo, I'm talking about is that linebacker that I'm comboing to over the front guy, over the covered guy, is he going to be head up, backside, or front side of it right there? If he's front side, I'm calling that plus leverage because he's going to have to get on his horse and ride to get out of there. It's got to flatten out. 
you know, when he's head up on it, I know. And now I got to be real careful because now they may be playing games on who's got what gap. When he's a backside or a negative leverage, that tempo can be long. I can lift and really put some meat into it right there. And that's why I call it tempo because it's really going to let that guy know how much help can I give my uncovered guy right there. And I think when you start and it draws up beautiful and, and, and some people do a great job at it. Maybe I'm just not good enough at it where they make plus one calls. They get out there. I'd rather block him with number two and H or a read personally because I'm going to keep the integrity. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Wide zone, you can kind of maybe do it, but I really don't want to still. I'm still always going to try to get overhang with number two or an H or anything like that. Now, we, me personally, without a call, my H is going to cruise backside. You know, I'm going to get right. him out backside, but he can't go play overside, the play side overhang against three fours. You can have calls that can end him on any. So, say you got a three four, and I'm just throwing out words, you could say lead, load, lag. And, and lean, who knows? And it can change where he's inserting. And we had a lot of success actually this year with a with a wide zone where we had a, 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 a sniffer that inserted for the safety fit or to help on any of the combos that may may have not gone there. Really, really good stuff that I think that, that I liked. And I'll show a couple of clips up here in a little bit. Again, when I'm adding an H, I know I can account for another gap. You have to just start thinking of things because what is that defense doing? They're trying to secure CF, CF, trying to reestablish line of scrimmage. I got to do the same thing. Pass pro run game as a run game coordinator, online guy. My job as a coach is to make sure we are secure. CF, CF. If they're throwing more things in there, then I need to tell my my OC. I need to tell whoever I got to tell. Look, we got to bring more uh, hats to the party because we can't be outnumbered. Or hey, do your thing and air it up, babe. You know, but just make sure you complete it because, uh, you know, if I give you a dirty look and we're over four, I'm, it's not my fault, you know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I talked about the landmarks right there. So I'm taking on wide zone, backside hand, trying to get through that sermon, play side hand through the, the shoulder right there. And I'm driving right there on that 45. I tell them guys, hey, take him and dump it into the press box because usually, you know, we're shoved off the field in the D zone back there and when our individual work. On outside zone, we are reaching run. We're trying to all the way get to play side shoulder, and then it go, it turns into a basketball, come kind of a boxing out if you get mm -hmm. good ones. They reach, and now they got to set anchor on that guy and box him out and try to get that rebound, you know. Um, but again, I, I just I changed from uh, outside zone to wide zone probably four years ago now because I was averaging about two nine, and I was like, this ain't going. And, and I think that's an important thing in the offseason is to analyze what you're doing and what you can make it better. 
since I've taken on wide zone, it's never gone under under five, probably. I think this year we were around six, eight, seven, somewhere around there at carry. Um, it's been a it's been a great play. You know, i you know, a couple other things that are important on it is thinking of that angle of departure. Uh, I think wide zone's best from pistol. When you watch the NFL, their guys are underneath or they're in pistol because what you're telling that back is he's aiming for that ghost tight end right there. He's going to take kind of a rocker step, backside step to let that line kind of a little get out in front of him. And he is going downhill. His read is on the third step also, but he has to stay on that pad till that fifth step. And he's reading. Does the end man get reached? If so, I get outside, I bounce it. If not, now I bang it. If it's a four down, my eyes get to the next down line and I repeat and I can possibly bend. You know, inside zone, my path, I'm coming square, getting downhill, and I'm reading that play side A gap bubble. Again, I, I, I tell my backs a lot of times to look at the block itself. You know, if you see red jerseys and we're on a daggum green team, hey, you better get out of there. But, but pre-snap, you should be knowing where that bubble is. You know, like in a 3-4, you know that A gap bubble's there. You know, you know where you're going to go. And I think and I do a lot of things like that because I want to make it I want to make it as easy as possible. Athletes have never been successful while thinking on the field. Players right. got to play. You know what I'm saying? Right. So in practice, you got to set up things that they understand and, and are communicated in terms that are are concept based. You know, I think O-line pay, especially, and I've said this before, I don't know here or other places, you know, it's like calculus. I got to know all the variables. I got to know how to apply them. It is a higher level deal, you know, whereas formations and stuff like that's like geography. You're just working, you know, color the picture. But like O-line play, I got to know the front. I got to know the leverage of the that second level, that tempo. I got to be able to ID a lot, a lot of different things. And so I've got to teach my guys in a manner that is consistent and something that they know they're not going to hesitate and be like, what did coach say? Because mm-hmm. in the end, that's all we're trying to do. Defense is one hesitation on offense. Offense, I need to try to create hesitation by the defense because if, if you hesitate, you die, period. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I got to find ways that that either I'm just mowing down people and I make them lose their, their confidence or I got to get in some formations and shifts that make that kid go, what did coach say when I do this? And I think zone play allows for that because there's not a bunch of, in the end, you can call a game call and just take your step, take what comes. You know, so you can get in some more exotic formations that you maybe don't know what they're going to line up in, but that's a good thing because they probably don't either. Right. I, I think I'm big on formation shifts and motion at the high school level. They may have Nick Saban on that other side line, but that safety having a hard time passing geography. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I can trick him. Right. You know, uh, if, if I could if I could uh, uh, put a, a picture of prom queen on the jerseys, I'd probably do that because they, <laughs> they get distracted easily, you know. And the more that I can make that kid think and forget what he's been coached to do, the better chances I'm giving myself. Because, again, it's all about confidence and, and not hesitating. Um, I talked about the landmarks on all three. Uh, you know, again, outside zones, one perimeter. A lot of times it's good for quarterback run game. Like I said, especially three by one on the backside, three, four, you got one overhanging game numbers real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to show a couple of clips. I don't have much on – I'm going to start with a wide zone because I got it on huddle and I got all sorts of stuff. The rest of it's downloaded uh, from other schools that I ran. And, and like I said, maybe next year I'll, I'll run it. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen real quick and, and then pull up if I can get on the right tab here. All right, 
Now, I I tried to not sort them by good plays only, but it, it I mean, obviously, I didn't want the bad ones. I, I want y'all to think I'm a good coach. Right here, we're offset. If we're going to be offset, you'll notice that the back's going to be a little bit deeper. We're going to be running wide zone over here. Okay, I think it's really good versus this four eye right here because on inside zone with a four eye, you're going to have a hard time getting the feel of this guy right here because that guard's going to, he has to come too far over the, 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 the mic or whoever, 24 or five, whatever you want to call him, can fit a gap. I know I said we didn't block the overhang, but we can treat this like a box player because we know who's got C gap. That guy's got C gap now. And so I'm teaching my guys a lot of things like that. Um, let's take a look here. And it could be bad. This was the first year, and we're going the other way. This quarterback run, huh? Oh, that's just a hole. That is the worst play to show up first off. That is a complete bust. But it helps to have a, a good running back, you know? Make sure. So, again, just have better athletes. That's the key to football, guys. No, sorry. I'll try it again here. Here we are in a 20 personnel set. Ah, we went the right way. Awesome. Okay. Again, ideally, I don't want this guy working out to overhang. But if he determined that this guy was going to be a B-gap defender, he could have made a call to identify tackles. are going to identify who they think the first linebacker in the box is. Perfect curse scenario. I'm working up that first combo, that playside guard and tackle up to this mic. Center backside guard up to the wheel right there. Now I have backside. Uh, that's a tight end right there. Tight end's going to block the overhang is what it is. I'm sorry about that. I'm trying to act cool, and then I keep just screwing it all up. Let's just watch play before I start talking. How about that, John? Remember, this is live, everyone. The 7 yeah. o'clock show won't be like the 8 o'clock show. Okay. Bad, bad, bad communication right here. You can see, did they communicate who they're working to? No, right there. They didn't know. He wanted to go out here. He wanted to go there. But uh, let's look at this combo right here between the center and the guard. Center's trying to get him reached right there. The back, though, knows it ain't out there. You can see him take his path and then bend it back. And I think that's one of the other things that wide zone allows is that it's a very natural vertical cut. And, again, have greater athletes than everyone. Look at this. He knows he never goes down. Touchdown. Pretty cool. That was a fun <laughs> play. From a tight right here, again, I really like my center where he's trying to go. He knows he can reach him by that third step, so he tries to reach him. Can you see it clearly? Yep, looks good. Okay, good, just making sure. And this is early in the season. I know it is. We got a lot better later on we went. Here we go, kind of more. You can tell he's good, different. Here's the one where I'm inserting people. I know one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I got to gain a gap. So what did I do? I motion number two in here, and now he's going to be uh, an extra insert guy for me. Okay, much better path on this stuff. Look at him, just search it up. I really like this. Let's go to tight here. Okay, I think this is some good stuff right here. Boom, you can see the tackle. He makes the decision. Again, I know he's overhang, but what gap is he in? C gap. Because they got 38. That is what? The D gap defender now. Okay, and so it could have been a film study. Uh, my left tackle is a really, really smart guy. He, I got him coming back. I, I wish he would have worked through a little better, but really like the guard, how he overtakes. Boom. He's got him reaching. He goes. Ideally, the back should have just banged it right there. But again, you can't you can't put athletes in a box sometimes. Backside on wide zone, you're okay to cut. You know, I think another good thing about wide zone is if I really want to, I could cut all this and bottle it all up, and then kind of get this guy's over. Hopefully, this guy's not just plenty over commits a gap, and I can make the cut off of it in theory. You know, right. 
So I think that's something, and and it's hard. We worked a lot of cuts, and y'all don't even get to cut though, do you? No, not well. Oh, not like that. It has to be in the box, straight up and down. Go right then when the ball snapped. I'll show that video. I don't know if you remember on Twitter, like one of the drills we work, we cut a, a donut all the time. Yeah, those yeah. tackling donuts. And it's huge because we can cut second level. We can kind of cut in the box and stuff like that. Um, and I really like to cut. But I'll tell you what, if you're going to do it and you can do it, you better do it a bunch because kids don't like to leave their feet. They're scared. I mean, in the end, I get it. You have to lay out. And, and you got to, on effective cuts, man, I'm punching backside hand through play side thigh board, and then I like an alligator. I'm death rolling into him. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so you got to get them to extend and get that body big. But – um. Here's from Pistol. Again, back nose. Guy got washed. Cut. Here it is. Hit it. Good job by the combo right here. Of course, it looks like it's right before a half or something. So, of course, we're going to look good versus a 3-0 box. This is our playoff game versus Hershey right here. This first round of playoffs. Tackle probably should have worked with the tight end right there. I don't know what made him choose to, to secure. Uh, probably the leverage of the linebacker. I mean, I don't want robots. And I'll ask him if they can just find the sideline. You know, you got to give them tools, but you cannot sit there and bind them and be like, you have to do this. Right. Because the robots aren't going to know how to – football is such a dynamic sport, you know. Yep. Uh, my kids, like today, track factors, like, well, why don't you yell out here? And I said, it's not football. I'll yell at football because I got to try to create stress and create chaos during during the week because it's going to be there during the game. And during games, I'm like, you know, Iceman off of uh, Top Gun. But then during <laughs> track season, I am calm all the time because what track does for kids is help them build confidence and understand that when the eyes are on me, I got to get the job done. Right. So I'm trying to build confidence in the spring. And then and in the fall, I'm trying to create chaos because I need to, I need. You know, it's not war, it's not battle, but it is conflict. And I think you got to take a lot of stuff from, from the military and how they do some things on their training in football because of the nature of the game. Because, you know, everything's fun in games until you get hit in the mouth. You know, yeah. plans all work. So, again, we can see here uh, my backside guard didn't do a good job of getting his landmark. The play side guard right there, I had I had guards by committee there. I was lucky that a couple of D linemen would help me out because I lost my center and had to move my guard down. Hershey had had team speed and and it busted us again. Here's the insert search deal I was talking about. So we would get in trips, try to see what we got. We know by alignment, we know how we're at. One, two, three, four. Five, six, possibly seven. I think we were counting because we had six. We're just trying to add a seventh. We're getting, we're going to gain numbers. So we're going to have people looking in the box, make sure that we can secure those gaps. He's just finding first open window. He should have been outside all that and probably took care of that guy right there. Uh, again, I'm not binding him. I'm just we're we're telling that guy search and cruise, be a ball carrier, find first open window, secure up this first game of the season right here. Scared of this? It's probably bad. And a little smoking mirror in the backfield right here. I think it's a good thing to do if you got really heavy um, guys that roll their, their coverage a lot to, to jet motion. Mm -hmm. is a good thing to do. And then on, and if you if you if you really get good at it, tell that guy pre-snap to count numbers, and then have somebody seal on the edge and run either the jet on the backside of the on the wide zone. I'm not a big fan of 
of uh, when you run jet sweep of blocking ahead of it because I'm just bringing hats to the party. Right. I'd rather go this way because really what I'm trying to do, I'm, I'm get, it's a perimeter run. I got a dude running full ass speed. I'm not going to get out in front of him. I've got to just have somebody there to take care of the overhang. Uh, he should beat the D end or we don't need to let him run the ball. Um, and then pre-snap, if that quarterback counts and he knows we got more numbers of them, boom, and no one's got to know it. And I think that's an easy deal. A lot of people do that at the college level. I heard when I first heard of that was the, he was at A&M Commerce at the time, Reebok. I, I, I can't think where he's at now, but he was pretty heads up, dude. Um, I like stuff that are pre-snap. I like to take a lot of uh, quick game on inside zone and wide zone and take the pre-snap gift. Not even if – and I think those first year it sounds cute to do RPO, but it takes a lot of work. But what you can do is tell your quarterback to look for your pre-snap gift. And if they give us – you know, hey, if they're going to give it – like right here, number two is not too covered from this angle. I'm sure he was. We, we probably could have had something built in where he had a now mm-hmm. or a little hitch where we know we can just get it out there quick and let an athlete be an athlete. We didn't do that uh, this year because we all were brand new. I think there's evolutions to a lot of this stuff. Oh, this looks like this is a this is a really cool game. I think this is Canyon Randall right here. We ended up winning at the end, which was nice. Ideally, I'd like my back shoulders not quite so turned. My tackles lost over there. Okay. But I do like my center guard combo. And you can see by the linebackers, they're not quite sure. that They're not – those aren't good fits. And this is Canyon Randall, which is one of the better teams up here in the panhandle. And I think a lot of it is people aren't quite sure if it's outside zone, whether they really got to scrape hard or he's cut one back on him probably prior to this. And, and now they – you know, what do I do? And I think, right. again, creative hesitation is huge. Okay, should have just bang, nice bang, get what you can. You know, when you look at this, minimum plays, uh, I know we were averaging over six when we weren't efficient, and I call efficient four yards or more or touchdown. I think we were only like negative .3, so we weren't losing. We're, you're going to get back to the line of scrimmage on, on these unless you just, you know, rut row it. That was a Scooby-Doo reference for you younger guys. <laughs> There's another CF play right there. The inserter went the wrong way. And then this shows you. I mean, I'd rather show y'all because everybody's like this. Anybody that's got – I'd be leery of anybody that came on and just had great plays right. because then nobody's like that, you know. He, well, maybe, you know, you got like Katie and stuff that are machines, but they still have bust every once in a while, I'm sure. I wish they'd have called that all sides, I'll be honest. 52 lick off, but. All right, again, and, and if you look at it, my guys are really, you know, we ain't trying to position, and that's a big thing, difference outside the wide zone is we ain't trying to position. We want to move bodies, move bodies. Center should have probably been. I don't know why. Oh, because we're in some kind of little bunch set right here, so he wasn't sure. He probably should have worked over here, play side. But, again, I think he identified that linebacker. They communicated it. It kind of got worked out. Have better athletes than other people. He was pretty good. That is uh, his name's Cornelius uh, Landers. They call him that man Peanut, and he can make things happen. Five hundred pound squatter, still looking for a spot. Any of you colleges? He's got a couple of little offers, but um, really dynamic player. 
quarterback's baseball player, I think that sometimes helps because you want to just gunslinger sometimes a quarterback, in all honesty. I'm going to show just a couple of clips of Inside Zone from when I was at um, Deer Park. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Is that showing up or is it still on the other screen? Uh, it's still on the huddle. Okay. Where am I? Um, new share. Okay. Uh, and this is tight. I'm just looking at one combo right here. And you can see the difference inside zone. I really wish the guard wouldn't have come down at that angle like that. Mainly, and it works out good because, you know, he's a 350-pound meat grinder right here. Um if there was a linebacker, let's say there was a linebacker that was stacked kind of more where this rep is, mm-hmm. and this high upfield hip became hard, we're whipped in that. And that's why you got to stay square. Because as soon as I've created a, a hip that's, you know, I want a high hip on my defender because I want to be strong. But if I turn it all and I've got this fit, it's really hard to read or grit. You know, the longer I can stay uh, square line of scrimmage, especially on inside zone, the better. Because, again, it's here, it's here, it's here. I can, you know, if this was wide zone, I would probably not be so mad at him because other than he didn't ever get to his backside hand to that sternum. But that's more of a wide zone path. They plushed it out there. But you can see a little bit of the difference. I think I have one more clip of this. So what what footwork are you telling him to do to stay square? I am telling him, suck up the air between you and the covered guy. We will work on our five-man sled, and, and I'm a kind of uh, – I, I cut my teeth on it listening and, and Jim McNally and people that have learned from him. And so I use uh, a lot of, like, uh, brace paying and stuff like that at times. And then I'll do the old-school bucket-type system. I try. Ideally, at the, the more I've coached, I try to get away from, again, pigeonholing and boxing people in. I want to make sure they understand angles because it's all a game of angles. So what I tell them is suck up that air, now get vertical. So what ideally, let's just call it a half bucket. It's called a lateral step, jab step, right step. He is trying to drive the whole world away left to step right. I don't say step right. I say drive that world away left because, again, I'm a nerd, and that's Newton's third law for every force is an opposite force. Okay, And it's going to, when you describe things like that, and that's um, uh, the book, uh, what's his name? It came out a while back, and everybody was on it. And I forgot it right now. Uh, doesn't matter. Anyways, he was the guy, the book, it was external cues. I almost had it for a second, but I don't want to just hold everything up. I wish I remembered. 
And a lot of that stuff was that high level works for NFL, but it's hard for high school. And he does great things. But Charles Bentley, there it was. Okay. Uh, the external cues versus internal cues and stuff and, and talking about the drive catch on pass instead of a, a kick slide and, 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 and understanding the physics of it. And, and physics makes a lot of sense to me. My mind's very analytical. So I'm telling guys, and then I, I use terms like suck up the air. And then I'm telling them they're high hip. I want to knee them in the crotch. They're never going to knee them in the crotch. But when you use terms like that, they really gain ground that way instead of that machine gun pitter patter that you end up with sometimes. You know, they really got to understand body strain, posture, and, and gaining ground, you know, displacing things. Uh, body strain to you. I, I, I preach eyes. I preach posture. Uh, you know, I should be driving like I'm squatting 500 on my back. I got to be tight. You know, I've got a good core, I've got a good back, and I'm tying that posterior chain in. And I I try to use a lot of terms like that, and I coach by feels a lot. I know I've said that here everywhere because that's the most important thing I've ever learned coaching is that you got to ask that kid, what did you feel when he did it bad? you got to ask him, what, he, what did he feel when he did it right? Because words mean nothing, and a kid cannot, not just a kid, any athlete, cannot perform a kinesthetic movement until he knows what it feels like. And so you got to focus on that. What did you feel? All right. Because you can say, hey, you know, um, you know, step right, half bucket, tail step, brace, pain, like, and all those mean the same thing, but it don't mean nothing to that kid. Right. He's got to understand, drive that world away, drive that backside knee into the ground, move them whole hips, you know, feel that outside strain on that hip right there. I'm going to feel tight here. I'm going to lift on him right there. You know what I'm saying? And I get dramatic. I get excited. You know that. There's uh, uh, only, you know, shot and disc, O-line play, and, and, and some strength and conditioning, about the only three things in life I've ever felt. And I'd, I'd stand up and, and be like, I can I can participate in this conversation. There are things that I've just dedicated my life to. The rest of it is just trivia information. I'm pretty good at trivia pursuit, but no, no, no other real applicable knowledge <laughs> in life. Just pushing people, throwing things, and, you know, understanding that Liechtenstein is, you know, one of the smallest countries in Europe. You know, that's about <laughs> it. Again, all right, back to football. So we're going to soak up here ideally. Boom. I think it's a great job by the center right there. Okay. Watch the center. He knows where his linebacker is. He doesn't chase the slant right there. Okay. You can't be ass chasers. You cannot do that. You got to trust your track because again, I have a gap responsibility. And if a defender leaves my gap, Unless we're going to beat them by 80, somebody else is going to show up. They have to be gap sound. And if not, it's going to be a fun night. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's learning that discipline. Your individual work needs to be probably 60% 2v2 and half-line stuff with a bat. You know, the more reps that they get, and, and when you look at colleges and pros, those those linemen get great because those work. they work the same guys four or five years. I think back when I played in college, I knew – the guy that I came in with, I knew when his tempo, I just knew it because we had done it so many mm -hmm. times. You know, it, it, you, you can go back one of those deals, takes 10,000 uh, trials to learn a movement or whatever. And, I mean, I think that's, a, that's probably a little obscene number. That's a little high. But still, it takes a lot of reps. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it takes a lot of patience, and they got to understand it's not natural. You know, in, in – Offensive line is such a cool position. It really is. I, I, my whole identity, I've said it before in a lot of places, my epitaph will say he was an O-lineman. I want to be known <laughs> as that. 
because I think it's it's a mindset that we is better than me. And then it's also those athletes you got to coach a little different. The only ones you got to teach swagger. Every yeah. other athlete in the world you got to teach them humility. Linemen are the league of extraordinary citizens. They're the guys grabbing ten chairs when everybody else is grabbing one, picking up after the church social. You know what I'm saying? Right. They have that humility, but they need to understand that it's okay. And being humble and being and, and being and having humility does not mean that you can't be confident in what you can do. And it doesn't mean that you can say, look, I know I can get this done because your job needs to get it done. You know, as men, and, and that's the end, what we're trying to teach these guys is, hey, you got to show up every day to work and you got to pull your weight. And you can be humble all you want, but there needs to be a time that if you're the best rope puller, you say, look, I know, let me up front, I'm going to pull that rope. And I don't think linemen get that a lot. I really don't. I grew up as a lineman. And, of course, we're conditioned by a lot of mamas. A lot of us are mamas, boys. And no, 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 baby, you're going to hurt so-and-so. So we're literally conditioned at younger ages not to play full speed. So we got to break that. If you've ever coached a line, it makes a lot of sense. And, 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 and there's some different cultures and stuff that it's not so bad. But just speaking personally from that white culture deal, if you had that mama that didn't want you to hurt little Jimmy because – you know, you're twice his side. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Jimmy's genetics aren't big. <laughs> Mom, let me just play, you know, because and now I got to teach guys that are 16, 17 that it's okay to be nasty and it's okay to be physical and to let loose because that's what everybody else on this field is doing. Mm-hmm. We're getting out there, you know, and, and so that's it's a unique deal and I love it so much. I love O-line. I think we make the best employees, the best husbands. That's why I've got such a beautiful wife. Because we're going to show up and we understand our role and we understand the importance of doing your job. And it's a hard hat job. And and I try to cultivate a culture of that. Yeah. And I know I'm kind of all over the place, but I hope I've made sense. You know, any questions that you've got, that's kind of all the clips I got. I can probably, I mean, I've got so many daggum things everywhere. Who knows, drives and all sorts of stuff. Drill work right here. Um. Oh, yeah, here's, is this the one drill I was talking about? It's probably not on the screen. Let me go new share. Uh, I use Ray Crowther sled a lot. I'm a big fan of Ray Crowther sled. Just a little drill work to work it. And what we're doing here is we are going to teach this. The, the guy on the left, you can see this, right? Yep. Yep. The guy on the left would be the guy that's covered. So he's got like a backside shade. The guy on the right is the uncovered guy. We're treating both pad as one single. I love PVC shoots because you can make them for about – Six for the price of one. If you were to get on a, a sporting goods site, again, I'll send you the schematics, and you can move them around like this. And if you can imagine, I yell the entire practice. But if you notice, where was her outside hand? Never touch that pad. You, you, they've only got it one hand on that pad because it, that once you cross the midline of your body with that other hand – You've closed yourself up, and if that linebacker scrapes, you're done. So what I'm going to tell them is rub their ribs with that outside hand and keep it free. Two hands on the down lineman, four eyes on the linebacker is what I'm telling telling guys. Um, I think this is a great drill. The Crowther sled, from my playing experience, was single-handedly what I remember most, like making me understand how to keep my hips square because it's so dependent with that pan – that if you, um, if you don't come in at square at all, it's going to spin out and it gives you instant feedback. And, man, what a blessing to, 
to have instant feedback for those guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they can start feeling it, I'm trying. Again, let's see. Oh, yeah, here's my cut drill just to, to rub it in. All you schools that can. <laughs> so we use these donut wheels right here. And this is for our wide zone right here. Using this, again, we should be trying to shoot through that backside. Man, he goes away. Cut. I probably would have liked the tempo a little faster. Um, but you get the idea. And if you can cut, man, those donuts are freaking they're the best. They save they save you, you know, so much and you can get so many reps out of it that are real because you get to track with eyes and everything. Yeah, that sled's on my wish list to purchase. Oh yeah. Cuz they just have a normal two-man sled. I'm like it's not the same. It's, it's not, not. Gonna be the same. It's on my wish list. And it was like the first one. It was like invented in 31. Yeah, it, it's like a, it's like a John boat that they welded, you know, a couple of pads <laughs> on. It's crazy. And it comes in waves. It was cool, then it wasn't cool, and then it's kind right. of come back. Like they they get the dust off it and they go, well, let's just use this. And it, 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 I think it always stays cool because anybody that's used it realizes, and, and because you feel that high hip strain. I remember as a player, and a lot of what I coach is what I remember as player. And, and you know, I don't know. All I know is how to to be a good good teammate, and, and that's all I want. You know, that's my whole goal in life is. You know, when, when when whenever I'm dead and gone, people are like, you know what? He he was a good teammate. He never complained. He showed up every day. He did his job, and, and he made it a better area. And I think that's just that's what old linemen do. You know? Yeah, and uh, I always tell my linemen, we don't have to look athletic, but we can be athletic. Like never be afraid. Yeah, never be afraid to like on power pulling. Like we can run. We can move. I do this a lot. I look at my kids and go, posture, posture. Because goodness, just this to this can make you feel different. Mm -hmm. and, and, and really learning how to walk with posture and, and, and to, to walk with your, your chest puffed out a little bit and be proud of who you are and, and, and get it done. And that's everybody, you know. I don't care, O-Lyman, anybody in this day of age, um, all nationalities, all ethnicities, everybody needs to be proud of who they are, and, and, and we all need to be proud of each other um, because things are tough, and we need to understand it's time to get together, and, and, and the only way community works is that we each bring different things to the table and stuff, and, man, I'm big on that because I, I, think, I think I'm blessed. I'm able to love everybody. I, I think love is, is easy for me, and I wish it was easier for other people because I want everybody to be successful. I, I want, I, I love people. I want the best things in life for all of them, for every person I interact with ever. Because why would you want anything else? I mean, what mm -hmm. what does it matter, you know? Right. I mean, you come on this podcast, it's got to mean something, right? You're, you're taking your time out to hop on here and talk to me. I mean. I love doing this. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it. Like I said, you're my friend anytime. And also uh, the other part about being alignment is kind of where attention um hogs we really you know so like if i think people have to listen to me i'm i feel more comfortable on a stage than you know uh in a one-on-one in -on -one setting because in one-on-one -on -one, you got to be real i mean you know that's the scariest thing in the world is actually have a conversation with an individual that uh creates a little exposure and and you know it's burying yourself hell on stage i can play a character so i i love to get on here and talk i hope i help people um, anybody that, that, that's out there, you're always welcome to contact me. I'll give you anything I got because it's not like I invented any of this. 
I think I, uh, I'm able to see things in a concept way that some people don't. And, and I'm, I'm not saying that to brag, but as in, I think when people realize that they'll take a step back and start thinking about the whole concept, you can really understand things and know how to move those parts. You know, if yeah. I'm just taught, if I'm just taught how an hour hand works on a clock, I can fix that hour hand. But if I look at them gears underneath, I ain't going to be able to do anything. But then if I'm taught, you know, how to make a clock, you know, I don't know. That's a parable or something, right? It's about fish, taking a man to fish days. I don't know. You're smarter than me. You know, you know more. You know oh, more. I don't know. I just talk like it. It's all about talking about confidence. You know, you probably look up half the quotes I say. and They're like, that's, that's not right. Well, I think it is. I don't know. Well, good thing for being from the country in Illinois. I've heard most of them. Like I've heard most right. of them. So oh, I love idioms. I love if I could speak in idioms and in just uh, colloquial terms all the time. I would. I love saying, you know, you're slower in molasses going uphill in the wintertime. <laughs> I love that one right there. You oh, know, I, I love to just talk like that. I said that up here, and the kids in the suburbs, I go, "What's molasses?" And I just had to go like, "That's that was their answer to it." They're like, "What? What are you talking about?" I don't even understand the river. I mean, I, I've lived in Texas. I when I was a kid, I man, the world's big. Yeah, you know, like all I know about New York is Seinfeld. Like, and I don't <laughs> think that's right, right? You know, and Indiana is like uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, that's all I know about Indiana is Parks and Rec, and and then uh, uh, Hoosiers. Which, yeah, you know, yeah, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. All I know, Larry Bird was one of the best trash talkers ever, and that was kind of interesting because how dorky he looked. I was like that. Well, like where we practice at, it's near O'Hare Airport, so you just see airplanes all day long in the background. Oh, now Houston's like that. I was by right intercontinental, and it, that constant noise of them yeah. landing, boy, that gets old. Yeah. Up here, there ain't nothing but wind. There ain't no, you see the airplanes, but they're way up going somewhere else. I can promise you that. Oh, yeah. And then where I'm from, there was a cow next to the practice field. I was like, I kind of miss the cow more than the airplane that comes right. zooming in the – you know, and, and international family. Oh, it's crazy. Um, I took notes, so you did something for me. I'm writing down words. I'm you know, going to steal some of them. So you helped me out with that. Good. I'm sure you helped out somebody else when I post this. Um, I hope so. Uh, but, Coach, I appreciate it. Um, I probably went longer than you wanted, but I appreciate Coach, it. I'm the one that talked. I mean, I started talking about idioms and stuff. Coach, I could be here till 9. My wife be pissed at me and stuff like that i i enjoy just visiting and i, I enjoy sharing uh, i at least uh think i have some some interesting things to say at least sometimes comical you know but uh, i feel like i i've been able to over the 17 years of my career just i don't i never thought i was smart i think i was good at dumbing things down so bad because i'm stupid i can just steal things to a point that it's it's the concentrate and and that's what's really helped me. I think if you're a young coach, learn as much as you can and then try to word it in your own system. I'm a big fan of the Feynman technique. If you've never heard of it, look it up. Uh, Richard Feynman was an astrophysicist that said essentially if you can't explain something to a sixth grader, you do not know what it means. So you better learn to explain it in your own words and and you know don't be an elitist. Don't try to make things sound difficult. Because in the end, what does that do, you know? Well, that's why I like being an online coach. Because you have to simplify for five different people. That's it. And they don't ever get the score ball or anything. Like, it's the only position in any sport that just never even gets a chance to score. They're just like, hey, just help everybody else, fatties. <laughs> do it for us. Like, 
Yeah. Right no back. one's ever going to write your name in the newspaper and, or anything like that. And like, you're going to get blamed for all the bad things, oh. you know, but like you want to, when a running back runs for 90, they're not going to realize you sprung it, you know? No, it's because the running back oh. made a move. That's it. Oh man, he's good. Block. I, I love fans and stands. You got to block coach. It's like, that's what I forgot to tell him. Yeah. We don't work on that at all. We don't do any of that. I just always wish I could go into other people's jobs and be like, Man, that's a that's a terrible job uh, printing that out or, you know, whatever they do, you know. I can't believe you call yourself an engineer, you know, just heckle them. That would be great if at least like once or twice a year I could just go into random jobs and just critique people without actually knowing anything about it. Or showing up late to a meeting. Oh, I mean, it shows up yeah. late. Oh. I wish. I got in trouble one, one Thanksgiving because uh, they were like, Someone goes, well, coach shouldn't have ran that play. And I was like, oh, you think he, you think that was the outcome he thought? <laughs> like, there were seven days of game planning. He thought he was going to score, okay? I'm sorry. And they're all like, what? And I'm the bad guy. So then I had to go outside, whatever, you know. I always say that. Like, I want, I want to criticize it, but, like, we don't watch the film on that team. And we're not part of it. We don't know. Like, we know, but we know what we put in. I know how much effort I put into game planning. And I'll be danged if I critique any of those guys. Oh. And those athletes they have are superhumans. It's like the dadgum, uh, what is it, Edward Cullen or whatever, Twilight, like that baseball game. Man, uh-huh. NFL and professional sports is unreal now, those people, what they can do. It is yeah. unreal, the level of athletic ability. They'll be like, he sucks. I'll be like, that guy's better than anyone you've ever known in your life. Yeah, there's a reason why he's uh, there. Like, I, I, I was lucky enough to coach Travion Williams' kid at C. Yeah. King uh, that, that was uh, – you know, he didn't get any reps at the Super Bowl, but the dude's on the Bengals. Yeah. And he was so unbelievably good in high school. You know, and when he went to AM, he was like um, all time freshman leading runner. Sure, I think he's number three all time on the list. Well, hell, it was good because he didn't have no one blocking for him. I mean, I wasn't good enough of a coach at that time. He was getting it done, but he was running for 2,500 yards. Them NFL players are different now. Yeah. They're they're on a different level. There's why the reason why they're there. There's there it is. There he is, and he's special. He deserves all of it. All of it. Travion is such a great young man. Like he was one of them dudes that every carry in practice, he finished in the end zone. We'd have to wait for him to go. And hardworking, respectful, smart. Just I, I'm so happy for him. I really, really am. Well, it's not very often you could say you coached an NFL player either. No, and that played in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and played you in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I've been real lucky with a couple of things like that. Yeah, state champion in the disc. Coach an NFL uh, Super Bowl participant. I've uh, I've gotten to coach with some Texas legends, you know, like Andy Evans and um, uh, Don Price, my head coach. But Andy Evans is, is one of the guys that probably the bigger names that I've got to. But every one of the guys that I've coached for has been on the the state coaching board. I've I've had such a lucky, lucky career, and I'm I'm so blessed to to have been able to learn from a lot of good, good coaches, you know. And that's all we can do is learn from uh, the older people. And it's one of the deals that makes me mad about that older generation uh, that, you know, they complain about young coaches. Like, well, what are we doing to, to train them? Because yep. I remember getting trained and we got it. And if we want our profession to last, we need to quit critiquing younger generations for different values and different deals because they grew up different. And we need to focus on teaching them things that, that make a coach a coach and, and taking that time. And that's so important. We get, you know, and when I hopefully I'll become a head coach, I'm going to focus a lot of energy on my staff and helping them grow because I can't reach 300 kids, but I can reach 15 men 
that in turn can reach 15 men that and now can reach your whole community. And I think that's the important thing is showing worth and making sure that everybody knows uh, the expectations. Just got done reading uh, Bill Walsh's, uh, what is it? The score takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, great book. I really think he revolutionized. And, you know, when you look at modern coaches, it's because of him. He, he came with the CEO approach and set a standard for everything, how everybody dressed in the office, how the secretaries answer the phone, controlled all that. When you look at Saban, when you look at Belichick, when you look at those guys that win all the time, they've identified, quantified, and qualified every variable that goes into winning, and they try to do everything they can to control it. And I, I can't – I mean, I don't have – those guys are on another level. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, you know, I, I'm so impressed with them. But I think the philosophy of that, of understanding that you want to be successful, control the controllables and identify them first. Yep. And just real quick to go back to that, helping younger coaches, because I don't know about down there, but up here, coaches were leaving left and right, especially after COVID. Oh, profession. And people are leaving. People aren't, you know, given the time because they don't know and we're not helping. And, you know, you expect them to know this. We only know what we know. And we don't know what we don't know. So how can we? We are definitely at that, uh, what is it, penultimate or, or pivoting point uh, in this education that it will be interesting in the next five years, education and coaching where it goes um we need to be doing things to uh to make people understand what we do because you know every day along with coaching i i got five classes of 30 kids that have different situations going on at home that i have to raise by their parents standards but show them love and enforce in a way that that i communicate that's hard mm-hmm. and i'm always going to be wrong in and because then i get it you know my my daughter's it is my baby too. Um, but sadly, good parents, uh, good homes, bad homes, kids aren't getting the attention they deserve because really that's the most important thing is that uh, teenagers need to feel validated and, and know what positive love is and feel positive love and to know that someone cares about them. And, and a lot of parents are working a lot and, and just have forgotten how much more that is about raising and, and, and just giving that affirmation and letting them know they are important. They're not just helpless. I mean, heck, you know, my daughter's 12. If this was a hundred years ago, she'd be in the, just getting off from the coal mines or something like that right now, you yeah. know, losing an arm. And now we're, we're worried that, you know, um, they're going to get the sniffles or, uh, you know, and I'm not, I'm not making light of COVID or anything like that. I'm just saying we, we, we have forgotten that they're more, a lot more capable of, of what they are, we just need to believe in them and let them uh, fail on their own in controlled settings. And, and coaching's like that too: is letting your kids fail, then correcting. Yep. Uh, because that's that's hell. I've made more mistakes than anybody I know, uh, and I just got to wake up every day and win. You know that I don't know how much of a sports guy I am, but I'm a competitor. Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. to win every day. I want to show up. I'll play any game. I'm not going to watch it on TV because it's boring to me. I'd rather watch comedies or, or read. Uh, I like to read comic books, to be honest. But um, I'll compete in anything. You know, I don't care if it's high lie. I, I mean, whatever it is, let's get out there and let's go. Let's go toss it up because that's one of the best things we have in life is the ability to to, to win and lose and to make mistakes, but to, to wake up and do it again because, man, winning's great. Winning yeah. that, you know, or having a throw that won state championship, there was – that was the most surreal thing that ever happened to me in my life. When that when he threw 207 feet, uh, it's unreal. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't develop a relationship with him. Uh, if I didn't realize that 
you know, there's a difference between toxic masculinity and masculinity. And it's important to be a man and to step up and to show that being a man isn't putting everyone else down. Being a man is, is being the example of, of what right is and, and, and being loud when others are scared to, you know, and, and you're not always going to be right. And you got to just say, I'm sorry. And you can't back down. And, and I think it's also uh, important that along with masculinity and femininity is important too. You know, and I mean, the yin and yang and all that good and evil, it, it, it all kind of coexists and, and, and men and women have been doing things for a long time. And, and, and if we just remember we're all in this together and, and, and we would focus on helping each other, things would be so good. And able to have conversations and not yell and argue and get mad at each other. Even that, right. that we talked before recording coming up here and living in the burbs and at different viewpoints, you'll get in arguments, but like you should be able to walk away from it and be like, I respect what you think. They respect what I think. We, we're, we're fine. How boring if I went and talked to people that shared my views all day long. Like, I don't want that. No, because I got to grow. Stress causes growth, period. And if people are allowed to just not have views that are unattested, they're never going to grow. You know, I never, I hope if we did this podcast in 10 years, I'd tell you completely different landmarks, tempos and everything, because if I did it, that means I wasted 10 years and didn't get better. You know, my ideas should always evolve. I'm always a different person because of all the constant um, data and everything that's coming in. And I, I've got to do what best practice says and what research says. And, and I got to grow because that's what getting old is to me. 80 ain't old. I know a guy, Bruce Taylor, who, who coaches out in Oxford. That's one of the, the greatest coaches ever. He, he's 78. He's close to 80. And he'll call me up and be like, Coach, grab a voice. Bruce is an amazing guy. And he'll be like, Coach, I need to learn an old line play. And, and he's not old, in my opinion, because becoming old is the moment you say, no, I will not change. No, um, this is my way, and I'm scared. And we live in a revolutionary time that things are changing. The internet's like the printing press. You know, there's yeah. not been anything since the uh, printing press that allowed so much access to information to so many people. And there was a that was a very uh, revolutionary time. But then you got the Renaissance, you got the, the Reformation, you got the uh, Copernican Revolution, which were great things. And so I hope and I'll always be an optimist that my daughter and, and her kids are going to live in a great world. Unfortunately, we're going to have to deal with some things right now and and. And we need to understand that being positive and, 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 and being optimistic on how that's going to turn out is going to very greatly dictate what our kids and their kids have. And they live in a different world. I can't imagine like my dad's generation and I'm almost done dad's generation stuff. You know, when he was born, my dad's born in 54. There was, you know, his mom saw an airplane for the first time, you know, seen cars for the first time he saw, the internet changed. I was lucky enough. I'm born in 82. So in high school, I went from using Dewey Decimal to college instantly using the computer lab. It's yeah. a different world and scary. It really, really, really is scary. But we have to understand it ain't going to go back. Time never changes. Time never stops for no one. It's one of the, the universal deals. So we better learn to embrace it, to learn it, and to monitor it. I think a lot of people, don't, they're like, oh, kids don't need cell phones. Be like, why? My kid better understand how to operate electronic device. She better know how to code in things because that is the future. 
Mm-hmm. Dead pencils are going to have codes and stuff by the time. <laughs> she, I mean, you yeah. know, go Ray. I'm not going to get into it, but go read Ray Kurzweil. A singularity is near, and see where we're at by 2040, and it's crazy. Yeah, Back to the Future was a little off. Like we should. Oh be, yeah, we're getting close. Minority, but. you know what? Minority Report was actually they they did a yeah. lot of research. It's pretty close. I don't know if it, you read that. That that's actually creepy. Someone talked about that. I think last year, how how close like it is. That's, they hired Ray Kurzweil and a couple other futurists to to do a lot of that stuff, and you can see already some of it coming out. It's wild. And when the robot was talking that I saw, like, yep, we're at the. The robots robots will become sentient in our lifetime, and that's going to be wild because now you can't own your computer because now it's no longer right. Yeah, I tried bringing that up in class. Like, your computer becomes sentient; it recognizes it's a it's an individual. Can you look? Can you own it anymore? No, no, sir. No, that is a real, and that's going to happen, and that's scary. And who knows what else? I mean, but it's exciting. I'd rather look at it as exciting. I don't want it to think of them. I'm a threat. The last thing I want is uh, um, Terminator. What is it? Starnet or whatever. Yeah. I don't want that. No. I want the good version of technology. I'm your friend, technology. Yeah, we don't need the, we don't need Terminator iRobot happening. We don't. We don't. Yeah. Go look up what Google's AI dreams. You ever seen that? No. No. Google that when we get off. What does Google's AI dream? It is the thing of nightmares, and it dreams. Maybe I don't go to hey, school but, tomorrow. Yep. Well, that got way off topic. I hope everybody likes my uh, uh, thoughts on the future there with Wide Zone. It's uh, Wide Zone and Future Talk. Um, no, I appreciate you having me on, Coach. I always have a good time. I apologize. I get off on tangents. But um, like I said, I, I know what I, I, I think, and I'm not scared to say it, and, and, and I hope it helps some people, and, and I hope someone tells me I'm wrong and tells me why so I can grow from it. Yeah, that's why it's exciting as the season's over. Like, I get excited to go – Coach basketball, but I also get excited to like fix things and get better. Like, Reevaluate. You're yeah. dang right. Like people look at it as a, as a toll, and I'm like, well, I, get, I take a week off, and then I dive right into it. Like, how do I research this and get better? Like, there's nothing better than you ain't growing, you're dying. There ain't no such thing as just staying the same. That's why you I love food. That's why I love food. I keep growing. And it, it causes me to die, but yes. <laughs> well, Coach, I appreciate it. It's always a good time. Uh, thank you for being coming back. Uh, you'll get asked again. You know, you're, you'll Anytime. get asked again. Uh, good luck in track season. Uh, I know thank you're you. getting started. Hopefully you get another state thrower eventually, hopefully. We're, we're getting a lot better, and hopefully, you know, I'd rather, you know, it's easy to coach good throwers, I, you know, and, and I've got some kids with ability, but they're, they're, they're starting kind of low from scratch. I'm excited about that because now I get to, to do it again, that ring don't mean nothing. All it says is, "Hey, you got to do it again." Mm-hmm. You're only as good as is what you put out next day. Yep. Well, I appreciate. It. Hopefully, people got something out of it. I did. Uh, whether it was zone or the 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 about the future, anything, it doesn't matter. Uh, but right. appreciate you. Um, thanks everybody for watching or listening. Uh, reach out to Coach on Twitter. I forgot your Twitter. At Coach John Arnett. Yep. So go reach out to him. He'll answer you. If he answers me, he'll answer you. That's the way I look that's at it. That's not true. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll answer anyone, though. I want to share. That's what That's what it's about. Well, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for watching or listening, and we'll see you guys next time. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.